If you know me, and if you have been subscribed to this channel for quite some time, you know that in my college football brain, there is a section of it that is exclusively for talking about Ohio State, doing research about Ohio State, and learning about Ohio State and its football program. And you don't have to be a fan of the Buckeyes to appreciate what they have done on the field. Winning playoff games, being the only Big Ten team of the 21st century to win a national title, and really even come close. They're the only Big Ten team who's won a playoff game. They're the only Big Ten team who's reached the national championship game in the 21st century. And... Under the past regime of Urban Meyer, some of the off-the-field stuff, I'm not saying you have to like that to respect the football program. You can separate those things. But Ryan Day seems to me to be a pretty solid guy off the field as well. Not that that's relevant for this episode or relevant for college football talk, but what he's done in terms of mental health, you want to appreciate him for being a good off-the-field example unlike his predecessor. But going back to his predecessor, Urban Meyer either captured a outright divisional title or a co-divisional title, and then depending on if that co-divisional title or divisional title got him to the Big Ten championship game, he was constantly in Big Ten title and college football playoff national title conversation year after year. And then before Urban Meyer... If you just pass the brief blip of time where Luke Fickle was the interim head coach in 2011, Jim Tressel was dunking on the entire Big Ten year after year, especially in the later 2010s when Michigan had Rich Rodriguez. Michigan State was not quite at the peak under Mark D'Antonio. There were some Joe Paterno teams that competed with him, and even a Michigan team that nearly competed with him in 2006. But Jim Tressel, Urban Meyer, and Ryan Day in 2019 and 2020 ruled the Big Ten. And there's still an argument that Ohio State is the Big Ten's best football program currently. Michigan makes an argument to be number one. I think, personally, they're number one. But if you want to debate that Ohio State, based on resources, recruiting, overall potential is better, fine by me. I think those are the two top programs in the Big Ten. No one else is really close. But what I want to do is, in saying all of that, there is this attitude toward Ohio State this year that I've talked about before. And it might seem repetitive that I'm talking about this again, but it needs to be talked about because no one... Very few, I feel like, are talking about it. Very few. Ohio State, by odds, is still relatively favored, but from a fan's perspective and from some analysts' perspectives, where Ryan Day is being ranked as a head coach, where the program was ranked by most websites after spring ball, is, in my opinion, not exactly good. I don't think it's going to be accurate. Quite frankly, I think it's just disrespectful. 24-7 sports, I'm impressed with them. Ohio State went from number four to number three in their post-spring top 25 compared to their winter top 25. So them and Josh Pate 
and whoever else is a part of 24-7 Sports, well, they did their research. Josh Pate is amongst a section of the college football world that I'm a part of that really likes Ohio State entering 2023 and thinks that they will be an improved team. But speaking of all that I was saying, Ryan Day was slotted in at number eight on CBS Sports' list of top 25 Power 5 head coaches. For context, we're going to list the top 10. James Franklin is in at number 10 for Penn State. Luke Fickle at number 9 for Wisconsin. Ryan Day, obviously, at 8 for Ohio State. Kyle Whittingham at 7 for Utah. Brian Kelly for LSU at number 6. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan at number 5. Lincoln Riley ahead of Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, James Franklin, Luke Fickle. Lincoln Riley at number 4 for USC. Dabo Swinney and Clemson at number 3. And then Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are number 2 and number 1 respectively. Those two are currently in a tier of their own. As Dabo Swinney, until the hiring of Garrett Riley, was off in La La Land. And as the article that I'm going to link down below by Tom Fornelli says, don't be surprised if Swinney falls out of the top three if Clemson fails to make the college football playoff in 2023. And he should, because if your recency bias is more important than your historical bias, which there's an argument for either or in ranking college football head coaches, then currently Dabo Swinney isn't even a top five head coach as it is Clemson for the past two seasons, ever since Ohio State broke a two-by-four over their back in the college football playoff, has just not been the same. But Ryan Day at number eight is puzzling, because to a certain degree, one could argue that it makes sense. Another could say that it's just lunacy. I happen to fall in the latter camp. Number one is the fact that Ryan Day has fielded teams that are on a whole different level compared to the rest of the top 10, minus the top three in Dabo Swinney, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are obviously better head coaches than Ryan Day. Uh, both have beaten Ryan Day on the field, Nick Saban in 2020. Kirby Smart did it just this past season by one point in the Peach Bowl. And then, of course, Dabo Swinney and Ryan Day have a one-in-one record against each other. The reason Dabo Swinney's ranked ahead of Ryan Day as a head coach, according to most, is because their national champion success rate. Dabo Swinney's won two national titles. He's been to four college football playoff national championship games. Ryan Day's only been to one national championship game, and he got destroyed by Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devonta Smith, who was only in that game for one half and racked over 200 receiving yards. But I look at this list, and I can tell you right now who my top three, actually top five head coaches would be. Number one would be Nick Saban. Number two would be Kirby Smart. I don't disagree with CBS Sports top 25 there whatsoever. I think those two are the unanimous top two. I would have Kyle Whittingham at number three. I just really like what he's done at Utah, both when they were in the Mountain West and in the Pac-12. He is the the best example of do more with less head coach. And unlike whether it's Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State, who failed to adapt, whether it's others as well, whether it's, you know, 
Matt Campbell at Iowa State, who fell out of the top 25, Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State, Kyle Whittingham never stops adapting. Never stops adapting. In his game with tight ends, offensive linemen, running backs, quarterback play, like whether it's Tyler Huntley or Cameron Rising is impressive. So I would have him at number three. Jim Harbaugh I'd have at number four. And then Ryan Day I'd have at number five. The list, to me, I can see why to a certain degree it's okay. But I don't like having Lincoln Riley ahead of Ryan Day, especially ahead of Jim Harbaugh, especially ahead of Kyle Whittingham, who kicked Lincoln Riley's butt and had a 2-0 record against him in Riley's first year at USC. I don't know how you can have him inside of the top four. I don't, I don't get it. You have him ahead of Ryan Day. Ryan Day's one. Ryan Day, in a certain sense, is Lincoln Riley. They're both offensive gurus who've struggled with a defensive identity on the, obviously the defensive side of the ball. Special teams, while not being exactly an afterthought, like let's say Scott Frost is not of utmost importance to either of them as well. They both are amazing at developing quarterbacks into first round high ceiling players. And I think that Ryan Day winning a playoff game Ryan Day consistently finishing in the top five, top six year after year. Meanwhile, ever since 2019, maybe with the exception of the COVID year, but even then Oklahoma had a rough start. Oklahoma just, they're not physically tough. They, in a lot of respects, are a paper tiger. Even on the offensive side of the ball, like when they had Kyler Murray in 2018 or Jalen Hurts in 2019, the minute they face an SEC defense, Big Ten defense, Anything, boom. In fact, Lincoln Riley's best team was the 2017 team at Oklahoma, which maybe that's what him and Ryan Day have in common is their best team will be their first-year team, which was stacked with their previous head coaches' players that Bob Stoops for Oklahoma and Urban Meyer for Ohio State recruited. It's also a known fact that Ryan Day and Ohio State have recruited better through high school than USC or Oklahoma have in high school. Though Lincoln Riley has used the portal more, I still think that recruiting better in high school is more important than recruiting well in the transfer portal. But all of this to say that I think that Ryan Day and Ohio State are a team that's not being given enough attention entering 2023. Ohio State's a team that when they're an underdog, when they're doubted, they do well. I think Ryan Day is a top five head coach. I think he's near elite to elite as a head coach. His roster is obviously elite. I think it is criminal placing him closer to the likes of James Franklin, who shouldn't even be inside the top 10. Sonny Dykes, who's at number 11, deserves that spot more. It's criminal placing him closer to James Franklin and Luke Fickle instead of placing him closer to like Dabo Swinney or Kirby Smart or he's behind Lincoln Riley, which to me doesn't make sense. So I think that this list, CBS Sports Top 25 Power 5 Head Coaches, ESPN's Post Spring Top 25, which had Ohio State ranked outside of the top four, the general direction of mass media and of most of the fans is sell on Ohio State. And the insiders and the people who do their research I like to think I'm a part of them, especially because in this case, I really, you know, 
Ohio State football takes up a large part of my brain doing the research and looking at others who do the research. My opinion on Ohio State is you either hold them or buy more of them entering 2023. This team's good. They're close. I think they're top 50 or close to top 50 in returning production. They return both their starting guards, their entire wide receiver core and tight ends. If their running back room is healthy, it could be the best in the nation. And Jim Knowles is adapting his scheme to fit better in the Big Ten for year two. So there are multiple reasons to either hold your stock on Ohio State or buy. Selling on them would be a massive, massive mistake. It would it would not be a good decision whatsoever. I think that Ohio State... Michigan, Penn State. In fact, a lot of the Big Ten, I think, is going to improve. The Big Ten had a pretty weak season, all things considered, in 2022, where really it was only Ohio State, Michigan that had any elite potential. Penn State was great. Everyone else was practically cannon fodder compared to those three teams. I think the conference will be more balanced to a certain degree, but Ohio State and Michigan, I think, will pull further away from the pack Penn State is set up to have a pretty good year in 2024, in my opinion, and with the way that Ohio State's recruiting, I think Ryan Day and Ohio State are at least guaranteed to be the most consistent program on a talent basis for years to come. Michigan's an interesting case. You already know my thoughts on them, that I have them as my preseason number one, but all in all, Michigan... Their future and Ohio State's future, I think those are those two teams are destined to be the two best teams in the conference for years to come. In the near and far future, I think those are the two best Big Ten programs by a mile. So don't ignore Ohio State. Everyone's paying attention to Michigan. They're essentially the unanimous number two team in the country. But for Ohio State, pay attention to them. The game in 2023 in Ann Arbor it's not going to be decided, and that means Michigan or Ohio State's future in their season, assuming that they're both going to have tremendous success, and I think they'll be undefeated entering the game, the tone of their season and their postseason success will not be decided until that game, the game, is played. And if both reach the college football playoff, you better be rooting for them to rematch to win it all. Thank you guys for watching this short segment just talking about Ryan Day and Ohio State football. Subscribe if you haven't already. Comment your thoughts on this brief video down below. Where do you think Ryan Day and Ohio State should be ranked entering 2023? Do you think that you should sell, buy, or hold on Ohio State football stock? Thank you guys for watching, and I'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.